This Onside Rewind is brought to you by BYB Extreme Bare Knuckle Fighting Series. Saturday, May 15th at the Fair Expo Center at Tamiami Park. See Bare Knuckle Brawlers fight live in the Trigon. Buy your tickets at BYBTickets.com for BYB 5. Saturday, May 15th, BYB is proudly sponsored by BMCHAM.com. BMCHAM.com, your choice for gold and silver. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. All right, bringing it back in, it is the Squared Circle Digest. You're listening to Oncloud Radio coming up after me. It'll be Chirping the Cats Radio with David Dwork. Well, right now, we're going to chirp some AEW. I'm going to bring on Justin Hollis. Catch him on Twitter at the Jaybird904. Justin, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? Ah, doing good, man. It's been a while since we talked. Uh, you got something new coming out. I know you guys said you had a soft launch, but uh, the Bird and the Villain podcast. Give me a little rundown on what it's about. Hey, the Bird and the Villain podcast. It's uh, me and a good friend of mine, Marcus Gray. We we met through going to uh, AEW events and. Uh, it's just a podcast. We're going to talk about wrestling, some AEW, uh, and just life in general. We're, we're, we're two single dads with kids, and so we got that in common. We got wrestling in common, and we're just going to have some fun. We got some cool interviews lined up um, with uh, with some indie wrestlers and stuff. So I'm using kind of my inside uh, take to be able to bring some in, uh, indie wrestlers. Uh, Chandler Hopkins, who was on with uh, AEW on AEW Elevation, is actually going to be coming on with us in a couple weeks get interviewed good deal man i'm glad to see that's finally taken off i know you've been working on it for a little bit as well um let's talk a little bit about aew um i don't know if if i could say it's a new story but lately a lot of stuff's come out about uh executive vice presidents maybe not getting along as much it's not affecting the product right now on screen but what do you see can be some of the things that might happen if this is actually true and it has legs uh, there's always going to be disagreements and, and people not getting along. And, and hopefully over the, the, the long run, it doesn't affect the product, but it, hopefully they, they can work out the differences. And, 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 and it may go down, down the road where someone goes their separate ways, separate ways and, and goes and does something else, goes to another promotion. It's wrestling. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anybody's really loyal to one company for very long, <laughs> except for The Undertaker's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe Vince McMahon, but that's because he owns the company. Um, yeah. Let's let's look at. Hopefully, you'll you'll be traveling with them. But AEW did announce they're going to do some traveling. Uh, the first one, July seventh, will be down here in my neck of the woods, in Miami at the James L. Knight Center. Uh, one, will you be able to do any of the traveling when they do travel? Because I also know you got some real real life things going on there. Uh, but a chance we might see you down in Miami sometime. Maybe, man. I would love uh, to be able to travel and go to some AEW events and, and, and meet different people that I interact with. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping um, to be able to do, do some of the traveling. I actually have – they're going to be in um, – in, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Dallas, yes, too. So yeah. I got some connections in Dallas, in Dallas too. Uh, so I would love to get out on the road to, to do some traveling with AEW. It's, it's hard because it's the middle of the week. <laughs> no, no, that's the try. thing. They 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 did say they're going to do some Friday now tapings. It looks like uh, around the pay per view yeah. time frame, but also 
a lot going on with the. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see with the NBA going into playoffs now, how it's gonna affect their TV schedule. Yeah, uh, with, with before the, double or nothing, they'll be doing a. Uh, they're doing a dynamite live here in Jacksonville before double or nothing. Awesome, yeah, and they're gonna keep doing Daly's place, I guess, in between all the traveling, right? Daly's place kind of gonna be the home base, I guess, is what they're gonna do. Yeah. Yes, definitely. They're still going to do daily slates. It's going to be harder to book daily slates coming up because, as you know, Florida's wide open now. That's and, true. Uh, so they're, going to start, they're going to start doing concerts again at daily slates. So that just makes it a little harder for them to continue to use the facility. Whereas you know, during the entire pandemic, nobody was using the facility besides AEW. Yeah, and, and you know what? I kind of thought that that was because of the whole Tony Khan angle of it. But, yeah, I guess if they're going to be <laughs> opening it up, there's going to be a lot more uh, concerts and everything else coming to town there as well. <laughs> was yeah, not even, was definitely. Not even, so. Yeah, one thing I wasn't even thinking about there. I want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, a lot was made of the blood and guts match, uh, more so the ending than, than anything else. I thought the match itself was, was very good, very violent and everything. What did you think of some of the, the blowback at the end of the match there? What I have found out is that anything AEW does, there's <laughs> always going to be blowback. That's just what it seems like. Anything AEW does. Now, I was there live, so I didn't catch any of the, any of the end like from the camera angles and stuff uh, like that until I, until basically the next day because I didn't look at it that night. Um, live, it looked absolutely great when he fell when Jericho mm-hmm. got pushed off and landed on the uh, and landed on the box because from our view you, you couldn't see the you couldn't see the cushions or anything. It was an absolutely terrible camera angle yeah. AEW chose. Yes, it, it was absolutely terrible. Um, but you know what? And I've said this. I said this on a podcast the other day. AEW has had some bad cuts and some bad camera angles a lot. It's happened a lot, uh, and they—that's something going forward that that they have to address. They have to address their their production crew when it comes to that. Yeah, and also I thought it was kind of because again we've watched the WWE product, and, and there's been some bad angles there as well. I just thought you know it's like look, it's wrestling these days. There's not a lot you don't know about pro wrestling, at least if you've been watching it for a while. It's not like they were going to have him go through a metal stage and and then get up and and be fine. I just I don't know what was expected either from there. I kind of compared it to when you watch a movie and you, and you watch somebody get thrown off the building. They don't land on the concrete and then get up. Yes, it's cut and it's edited, so you know, but you know that he didn't get... It just, to me, seems like it's like one of those things where you're saying everything does get kind of blowback and and it's uh i don't know i just i feel like it's just to me it was a non-story i I get the angles and and you're right they probably do need to touch up on the production side of things there because i think that's the next step they need to take right absolutely that's something i've uh that's something i've been uh saying for a year now is that they have to improve their camera angles, they have to improve their shots. There's been times where we've missed stuff in matches because they pan to a different view and you totally missed somebody sneaking in hitting somebody. Yeah. And then you just see them laid out and then they show the wrestler and you're like, guys, you can't miss that type of stuff. That's <laughs> that's that's important stuff to the matches. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something that they have to improve on. Uh, and hopefully going forward, uh, 
you know, Tony Khan listens to the people and says, you know what? Yeah, that is something we, we need to think about in the future is, is these camera angles. Because they, they would have changed the camera angle and Chris Jericho would have fallen. Nobody would have said anything. Yeah, no. There would have been a little, little bit of people, but it would not have been the blowback that you, uh, that, that you have. Yeah, and now let me ask you something because with all the buildup with the Blood and Guts match, how how did you feel about the ending being the way it went down? By by that I mean, you know, all the talk leading into it was, you know, we, we'd give our lives and this and that, and then it came down to MJF holding Jericho up there, threatening to throw him off, and then it was a quick I surrender from the inner circle. How did you feel that was as far as that that whole buildup and then the, the ending of that match? I, I didn't like it. Okay, good. I, I'm not alone <laughs> then. Okay, okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. Uh, um, you know, I was with my girlfriend watching it live, and, and we, when they gave up, we're like, what just happened? We had no clue that the inner circle gave up. And then it was like, oh, wow, they they, they, they didn't want Chris Jericho to fall off. It's like, really? After all this buildup, just knock them, throw in the towel, Jericho falls. Yeah. Like, uh, what? What? What's the biggest? What's the difference between doing that and 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 letting Jericho fall? There wasn't much difference. Would have been better for the story if they would have done that. Okay, good. I'm just glad I'm not alone because I looked at that and I was like, that guy. And then the next week, now there's going to be a stadium stampede match with the same teams, and then they're going with the yeah. whole uh, inner circle breaks up if they lose, or you know, I just, I just, I don't understand some of the stuff that goes on there. But I'm, I'm just glad. I wasn't alone on there. I want to talk real quick because I know we're running out of time here. The women's division, before that used to be not so strong, at least in the eyes of maybe outside of AEW. To me now, that's a pretty strong portion of their their TV. They may not be getting the time they need, but with Britt Baker uh, and all the the women now coming up, what, what are you thinking of the women's division right now? It's it's improving. Uh, you know that was the one of the biggest concerns, biggest biggest uh, gripes to AEW is that they weren't giving the women enough time. Uh, wasn't giving their division enough time. If you go back and you look at the average time per match now per women in the women's division from Impact, SmackDown, Raw, and Dynamite. Um, Smack, I believe it was SmackDown has the longest at, at a little about six and a half minutes. AEW Dynamites right behind them and this is over the last three or four months in dedicated time to the women's division and matches so they since the new year they have they have put an emphasis on building up their women's division um and working on on their characters and and, and improving it and they, they've done it and now you're seeing the fruits of their labor i mean Britt baker is so over right now. yeah she's must see to me i i believe she's must see right now yeah. With, with with every episode of Dynamite, she 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 has taken over that role, embraced it, and is just to me, they they opened the door for, her and she just said, "Forget it, I'm kicking the damn thing in." Yeah, and I remember watching her when she debuted, going, "Oh gosh, this this <laughs> this lady's not very good at all." Yeah, and she has done a complete 180. You could tell she's put the time in in the ring. You could tell she's really developed that character, and and. She's, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, she is the face of that women's division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because she almost reminds me of, and then, you know, again, I'm not saying she's on this level, but of, of Ric Flair. Because Ric Flair, when the heel, you would pay to watch her, you're going to pay to watch her get her ass whooped, basically. Yeah, 
Yeah, she she is getting she is getting to that level now. Is she Ric Flair level? No, but, no, no, definitely hey, not. It, I'm saying, but it, the the character wise, I think is is kind yeah, of you're gonna pay wise. to watch her get her at regardless. It's not that thing. is that is old school wrestling there where yeah. you want to pay to watch the hills get their butt kicked. Yep, kind of like the young bucks. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And the whole the whole thing with the SCU. All right, we're running out of time. I could talk to you probably for a whole hour, Justin. But uh, he's Justin Hoss. You can catch him on Twitter at the Jaybird. 904, that's just the letter J. Or sorry, yeah, the letter J. And you can catch him on his new podcast, The Bird and the Villain Podcast. Justin, thanks for coming on with me, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll have to get together again soon, man. <laughs> all right, start your morning every day, 8 a.m. with Toasted Sports. Toast covers all the local sports stories while providing some great Miami Hurricanes insights. Also got a lot of pop culture. Download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Toasted Sports 8 to 10 only at onsideradio.com. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.